Welcome to another edition of the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world. It's very fitting this week that I'm recording this live in Amsterdam as we introduce you to our season nine artist, James Yo from Bristol. James is the creative force behind Left-Handed Giant Brewing Company. As a fellow lefty, I wouldn't consider myself a giant, but it was a really great opportunity to speak with James, learn more about his story, how he came to team up with them, his process. He's a very unique part of the story where he's involved and plays a part in actually naming of the beers. So it was a really great opportunity to speak with James. We love that the project has given us opportunities to speak with individuals from around the world. And this is a great way to, to do that while we are doing a little traveling ourselves. Uh, I love the Netherlands, as you may recall from other episodes. Between the years of 2008 and 2009, I actually spent a significant amount of time in Rotterdam. So it's really nice to come back to the Netherlands, uh, meet the great people, enjoy time here, get a little business done. And see what the world has to offer. So very excited, catching up with some old mates and friends and going on some adventures and just great great to check in with all of you. And we'd love to, you know, hear from you. Let me know where you're listening. Where are you from? Why do you listen to the podcast? My name's AJ, AJ Kierens. I'm here each and every week. You can even shoot me an email, AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. If you shot me an email message, we've gotten a few this week while I've been on the road. We will get back to you promptly. And thank you. Remember, you can check us out via the World Wide Web, 16ozcanvas.com is the website. You can also check us out via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, 16ozcanvas. We keep it simple. We try to make your life easier. And then, since this is James's episode, Mr. Yo himself, it's James Yo, Y-E-O. His Instagram is Y-E-O underscore design. You can also go to his website, jamesyo.co.uk, see some of the great works he's doing. Also, give a plug to our friends over at Left Handed Giant Brewing. They're also on the IG. Check them out as well and let them know that AJ sent you at lefthandedgiant.com. That was not one of my nicknames in college. So, like I said before, this is a great episode. We really have uh, a lot of fun here. We learn about one of my favorite labels that they're doing. We'll leave that as a teaser. It's a great story. Also, as we talk about music each and every week, you know, James is an avid mu- music lover as well. Him and his wife are doing something really cool. But as we say in the biz, this is a little bit of a teaser, a cliffhanger, which we'll get to probably uh, in part three of the interview or part two. It depends how you look at it. We have this part, and then we have the intro, and then we have the break, and then we have another part, and then we have the outro. So there's a lot of parts, a lot of pieces to this machine. We thank you for being a part of it, and we're just going to you know, get right back into it. We will, uh, when we get back to the States, we will be picking up our 48 beer project. We don't know where Heidi is. I think she's down south somewhere, so we need to make sure she's okay, see what's going on with her. Remember to check her out at 48beerproject.com, 48beerproject on Instagram. And just keep in touch. Let her know what you're up to. Say hello. Let's find out where she is. It's kind of a where in the world is Carmen San Diego, which if you are not in my age bracket, that's an obscure reference, but you can use the Google machine and find out more information about that. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Episode number 95. Crazy, right? Noventa y Cinco. And this is amazing, the talented, very chill, James Yo. Yo underscore design, Y-E-O, jamesyo.co.uk. That's it, folks. Here it is. Without further ado. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today James Yo joining us from Bristol over there in the UK. We came to learn of James through the work with Left-Handed Giant Brewing Company, so thanks so much for... You know, taking the time to join us today, James, you're already uh, getting into the weekend, so we appreciate it. Given the time difference, it's uh, late Friday over there, so thanks so much, man. That's okay. Thanks for, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, really excited. You know, if you want to follow along, you know, I always think it's nice to give folks all the administrative stuff ahead of time so you can see the work in progress and see what we're talking about. But it's uh, yo underscore design, but that's spelled Y-E-O underscore design on Instagram. And then James Yo Y-E-O dot co dot U-K is the website. You can follow along with uh, see all of his projects, what he's been working on. It's uh, kind of a little more a larger screen version of some of the stuff he's uh, shown up there on the Instagram. So thanks so much for that, James. I think you have a really unique style, your line work, kind of the attention to detail, and you like to decapitate people. So I think it's really interesting <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah uh, no, there's... Um, I w- recently had a friend of mine message me and was like, are you okay? Because a lot of your artwork is just people cut in half, their heads cut off. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, just interesting yeah oh yeah no so, yeah yeah it definitely uh has um you must yeah you must have loved to dissect frogs it has like a very like science kind of like 3d taking apart things uh, to it yeah so so th- this this first question we ask is really nice because i it makes it saves me a lot of work and so it just what kind of what's the the james joe story how did you you know get into drawing and design like i said i think you have a pretty you know unique style to you the while the stories or the compositions that you're making are different mm-hmm. you know your your style is still you know present throughout them which I, I think is really you know is a is a nice thing to have even just the layout of the labels is, is pretty unique and so what's uh you know what's the what's the yo story um so uh i mean i come from a very big family um a lot of the uh, my siblings were quite artistic, um, and I was quite competitive with my stepbrother, who was the same age as me. Um, he was a lot more artistically talented than me, so I tried to always keep up with him. Um, and then throughout college, I just uh, carried on drawing. Never really thought that it was going to be a full-time job um, until I was thinking about going to university. Um, that at that point, like I was just thinking about, I was thinking about doing illustration as a uh, degree, but didn't feel as though I had kind of the um, personal skills or stuff like that to try and make it as a freelance artist. So ended up doing um, what did I do? I went, uh, sorry, I've been to dropped out the first time I went to university. So I did first time I went, I did digital media um, and dropped out. When I met my wife, uh, my mum was very pleased to find out. Um, and then I went back to university later in life and did branding, marketing, and advertising. Found out that I really have a distinct dislike for advertising. Um, and whilst I was there, I was working with uh, Bruce and Jack at their bar. Bruce and Jack are the uh, owners and founders of Left and the Giant. I was doing my dissertation on small pack design, so can design. Um, and off the back of that was offered to come and work doing marketing for Left and the Giant. And asked them, while I was there, I asked them if I could do a, uh, we were doing a special um, collab beer with a Welsh brewery. And I asked if I could do a label design for it. They said, yeah. And then after that, I asked if I could do a complete redesign of of all of the labels, which they were quite happy to let me do, because I don't know if anyone was um, quite uh, feeling what our labels used to be like. So I, I was lucky to be able to have free reign and have kind of been lucky to have free reign ever since then to do as and what I want label wise, which is good. Yeah. It's pretty great to have that. Yeah. 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 What I, yeah. What I like is you use, uh, I think the brewery put, put together kind of the, the year in labels and it was, I mean that, that was, it was just, if you got again, if you go to James's, uh, Instagram, you can see the video and it's just, it's, uh, it's kind of a, it's just nice to see that. I mean, it's just, they, they all, all in one place like that and it's just a simple but beautiful animation which is uh just kind of a nice 
nod to you and all your hard work over there. So it's I always I'm always glad when it's a it's a it's a positive relationship and your work is appreciated. Yeah, they um <clears throat> yeah I I feel quite lucky they never really have any like I don't work to a brief I don't um I do I'm like a big part of naming the beers I don't really have any constraint of what I can and can't do um they let me use whatever colors I want do essentially anything and uh yeah generally it's always positive feedback occasionally I'll get the uh the oh can you just change this because it looks like this or something like that that I've missed but other than that it's usually easy and fun that's which good is, which is ideal yeah hell yeah now from your what is your kind of medium or your process how are you you know kind of bringing these to life uh so i used to work um i used to sketch a lot in sketchbooks and stuff like that but recently um i've been i've swapped over to 100 digital i work um do everything all of my drawing is on an ipad um uh, using an apple pencil and procreate and then transferring it onto uh, my Mac to use uh, Illustrator to put everything together. It, I think that if I was to, my phone's broken this week and that has been annoying, but I don't know what I would do if my laptop or my iPad broke. I think that I would probably just die. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely freak out without the the phone. I, I realized that, but yeah, I think that for you, yeah, I think the laptop would be would pretty be a close second. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would just pack everything up and uh, walk off into the sunset. I think. Yeah, from, a, from I guess on that vein, what kind of uh, like from a nerdy, uh, nerdy perspective, you know, what what are you using to like back stuff up? How how do you do that? Uh, Google Drive. So yeah, everything. Um, well, saying that my I don't know that my iPad work is actually on all on Google Drive, which has now filled me with terror. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> no, I'm just, after we finish this, I'm gonna just frantically up uh, uh, back everything up. Yeah. So everything um, everything that I work on is um, through Google Drive on my. Uh, just my laptop so if my laptop dies I can quite easily pick up somewhere else excellent just yeah and then and then another question which is one of our newer ones which I love is do you have a certain naming convention for your file uh, for the files yeah like um, how do you organize them like do you have a good organ kind of, organization structure so organization uh, in my uh, Google Drive uh, folder, I've got a beer folder. In that beer folder, it's broken down into styles. And then when they're in those styles, there's a folder for each beer. Um, and then within that beer, there, uh, within those uh, beer folders, there's a file for the uh, Illustrator file. And then there's the all of the artwork that I've done on my iPad and transferred over. It's getting quite cluttered at this point. Yeah, yeah. I always like to to figure out how people are organized. Some folks are like, "Oh, I, didn't, I haven't thought that far ahead," but it seems, <laughs> yeah, it seems like you're on point with that. Yeah, I, well, we um we don't have a at the minute we don't have a core range as such. So, like the majority of our beers are one-off brews. Um, so we kind of need to need to be organized otherwise I'm going to get lost and end up making a making a label mistake yeah now there's a there, the one there's one beer that's kind of recurring right that's the more glow right that that has like that's yeah, just so a single hop like, single hop beer that you just vary at the hop so we have like a couple of uh, kind of series beers so we have more glow which is the big yellow uh, two-color face um, label that uh, we change out the hops every time. Um, then we also have uh, a beer called Deeper Water, 
which I actually did not do the label for. It's the only beer that we brew that I didn't do the label for. Um, and, and the, yeah, so those ones kind of carry through. And then we do a couple of beers that we brew frequently, but they're not kind of, we do a, a beer called Dream House, which is kind of like the Simpson, Simpsons-esque living room with the tiger sitting on the couch. Um, and a new uh, beer called uh, Inner Circle, which is going to become more frequently brewed. So we're in the next couple of months, we're going to be opening a new place in the center of Bristol, a new brew pub. Um, so bar and brewery. So the aim is to have some more frequently brewed beers to have consistent taps over there. Okay. So we're looking to move towards maybe having something that sort of resembles a um, uh, a core range, but not. I don't think that we'll ever have a quote-unquote core range. Okay. Now earlier you said that you're part of the the naming. So how how does that go down? What, I mean, what's the process there? Um. So we used to have a different system to the one we have now. We used to have a wildly convoluted and um, I'd say probably more democratic way of uh, doing naming where everyone in the brewery uh, would put forward, I think it was like three names for each beer. And then we'd go through a couple of rounds of voting um, and then the winner would be picked from those names but uh kind of got to a point where it was we were brewing too many new beers too regularly to um and people just got got frustrated so now how it kind of ha is supposed to now work that i run around the brewery ask people if they've got any names for upcoming beers and then shortlist five or so names per beer and then um, the directors pick from those shortlists. It doesn't always work like that, but uh, that's generally how how we do it. So it's a little like a little crowdsourced in the brewery, and then kind of yeah, go from there. Yeah, exactly. Now, from a timing perspective, how much how much time is is you know are you given from? You know, is there? Do you have a good process there as well in terms of timing and what's coming down the pike? Uh, yeah, so we have like kind of work. Uh, we probably work to a shorter time frame than than some of the bigger breweries. I know that you've um, you've spoken to uh, like uh, Nick from Beavertown or um, Richard from Magic Rock, uh, and I know that they work to much longer time frames because they brew a lot more beer than we do. Um, but yeah, so we work to maybe like two to three week um, turnaround times. Um, so in that time, I'm like looking maybe two weeks ahead into the brew schedule, seeing what we're brewing then, then sending out name suggestions and then drawing off, uh, drawing off the back of whatever comes back. Um, that works so far. I'm fairly terrified of the day where I just cannot think of an idea, but currently it hasn't happened. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I know the stories you're telling. They're what I, I, I don't want to jinx it, but just they're very diverse with what your imagery yeah. is, and so I, I think that whatever whatever you're doing is uh, it's definitely working. I really love the layout, kind of how they're all. I mean, not all of them, but because obviously there's some that are pattern based, but they're right, kind of right justified. The way the name of the beer is shown on the on the left corner, you know, that kind of is the style sheet for things. Yeah, for sure. And it's yes. uh, they're yeah, they're really clean, they're vivid, which I like. I like you know, like you said about the color choices, they're really it's really different between between each one yeah <clears throat> so i try to um i've kind of learned over time where kind of focal points need to be on on the label um which i guess is is a 
and also you kind of learn the kind of width of the can and what will be shown within that that size so i try to make sure that either you're looking at an image that is uh there's always something to look at no matter where you're looking on the can or there's kind of very clearly defined focal points for you to look at yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on which i like there's that you know that core front panel but then it gives you it makes you want to turn the can you know there's also a few of them are utilizing kind of a pattern base which i like and yeah it's a it's a good um it's a good process or layout that you've uh stuck with i think it works and even when it's cool when you're showing those again if you go to the you know left-handed giant brewing on instagram or their website or you know you uh yell underscore design you can see even the way you're showing that using that that graphical template of the of the can but then un, kind of unwrapping the rest of it it shows you how it, it falls out and it's more to it so i yeah sure. not that uh you're looking for approval but i dig what you're doing over there yeah thank you yeah uh, there you go no, that's all right i was just yeah so uh let's see we what else we, we talk about you have uh uh, kind of got me off where I was, but yeah. Uh, edit point right there for AJ. Um, <laughs> also, a lot of them almost look to me like they have like a like three D look to them. Like you know, when you look at glass, like you use the three D glasses and they're kind of they're yeah. not fully formed. They kind of they play like they play with your eyes a little bit, which I think is really interesting too. Yeah, so I, I like to. Um, that's something that I I was always really bad at when I when I was drawing. Um, all throughout my, like, when I was a child and when I was um, kind of starting to get into illustration and stuff like this, I was always really bad at kind of perspective and, um, like, depth of field, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've tried quite hard um, to get better at, basically. I've tried to, to make sure that work that I do as an adult has perspective has depth of field um or kind of i guess uh has a clear lack of in like a purposeful way um so i think the one of the a good example of where i've tried to actively not do it is there's a beer called other lands that we brewed with barrier um and it's kind of like this yellow face that's kind of been stretched and um, distorted. And then surrounding it is like a pattern of blue with like uh, red clouds almost. They're not technically clouds, I guess. But um, And I tried to make sure that there was – it's kind of a very flat image, which was on purpose. Okay, that's awesome. You did that with Barrier too. There, yeah, we we had um, uh, the, uh, Dan Birch over there who, uh, who you know who does their labels on here too. So it's kind of nice to bring that full circle. Yeah, that's cool. Now, how does that usually work? Is it? I mean, it varies by brewery, but is it more that you're you're releasing that beer so that you do the label? But how does it work with collaboration labels? So it depends mainly on. Um, kind of depends a lot on our relationship with the brewery mm -hmm. so um we didn't really uh we don't, didn't really know anyone from barrier we were introduced to them by a brewery in london called hackney brewery and uh they were they were bringing them over to do a collab and kind of said send the word around if you want to do a collab with these guys we can hook you up and we jumped on it um, and yes, yeah, so we didn't know Barry Barrier uh, previous to doing collab with them, really. And so I just took the charge on that. Whereas if you look at like um, the beer that we brewed with, uh, say like Lervig uh, from Norway, um, I'm quite good friends with Nana, who's their um, creative director. So when we brewed a beer with them, it kind of took on a much more collaborative point of view from the artwork perspective. And uh, we ended up doing three labels for the beer and a comic book um, to go alongside the beer. Oh, wow. So it's completely down to 
like uh, previous relationships, how you how you well you know someone. Um, I think that I was quite lucky with um, the Lovey co collab that a I was allowed to do something as um, time consuming and kind of annoying packaging wise as uh, putting three labels, three separate labels on a can, um, and then doing a, a comic book outside of that. But that was down to just having time and knowing Nana and um, seeing how well we could work together kind of thing. Yeah, now I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm reaching out to Nana for a future guest on here. So thank you for the the lead there. That's a, another collaboration right there. So I appreciate that. No worries. See, yeah, I love it. See, you're making my job easy, yo. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, Nana's great. Oh yeah, so that's. I mean, I, I think that just the fact that you, the, yeah, I, I think it just says a lot about the people and the brewery. You know that you're they let you make a zine, kind of a comic book zine. Which is really cool. Mm -hmm. You can see, you know, I just think it just shows how much they, you know, appreciate or take what your part of the process is. You know how important that is, and I, I've come to really admire the breweries even more who go that extra effort. When a lot of times, it's not, you know, one can argue, which is always a good argument, but it may or not be necessary. But I think it's just an added level of, yeah. you know, the brand and and just kind of a vibe that it, it's giving you know, to to people. I think that that's what we've always talked about ever since I came on with the brewery. So when I when I started at the brewery, I was doing. Uh, when I started at the brewery, we didn't actually have a brewery. We were cuckoo brewing, at two breweries close to Bristol. Okay. But we were preparing for the brewery to be installed. I think I started in um, last May. No. Yeah, May twenty seventeen. I started. Um, and we were installing, we ended up installing the brewery in maybe August, I think sounds about right. Um, so during that time I was doing a little bit of marketing, a lot of driving the van and doing deliveries. Um, and then over time my roles kind of changed from that to where I am now, which is 100% in the office designing labels and uh, doing cool stuff like making zines. Um, but I guess during that time, we've built up an understanding of my, like our relationship and uh, the guys, I guess, have are able to trust me, which is fantastic. Yeah. It's it just, it's, yeah. And also you're saying, you know, you know, all these other roles. So he's really kind of, you know, you're, you're part of the family, so to speak. And I think that's important that, especially with their you know, early days of breweries, there's a lot of different hats that people wear. And I think that that's really, you're creating that foundation for the future. I think it's really important to, to understand all the other people Like you're making labels, you know, but you're bringing to life the vision and hard work of so many people that maybe, you know, whose names aren't out there, you know? And so it, it's uh it's really cool. Yeah. No pressure, no pressure, James, no pressure. Especially I, I think that what I do is, quite um visible like people see it right. and uh because of that people will kind of know i guess know who i am um but more than that i'd like the guys in the brew house do a, a really good job and i think that representing what they do is more important to me than uh say i don't know doing an exhibition or something like that um i'd, pr I'd prefer for them to like the labels that I'm putting out because it shows the beer that they're making and represents it in a good way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's, uh, it takes a unique individual to be, uh, kind of, you know, to care about someone else more than necessarily their own, um, joy or what have you. So I think that just, yeah, whatever, whatever is going on over there, left-handed as a, as a fellow lefty, I, uh, I, I, I applaud. Yeah. Good. Now what's that, yeah? What's what's the? With, sorry. Sorry, you go. No, I think you probably have a better thing to say. I was just gonna say, not that they would, uh, that they would say it. They uh, definitely like to give me a good grooming. They definitely like to take the piss a little bit. 
I wouldn't expect but, I wouldn't yeah. expect anything less from a bunch of brothers, right? You're all I mean, at this point, right? You, they know how to take a piss out of you pretty quickly. They can make a comment or say yeah. something. Oh, what about this? And you're gonna yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah, it's perfect, right? That's why that's what I love the camaraderie. It's like I mean, because a lot of the time there yeah. people there twelve, sixteen hours a day, and it's you know you kind of if you can't get along and uh, you've seen each other the good, bad, and the ugly, so to speak. And so I think it's a, it's important to take the piss out of each other once in a while. You'll end up uh, you'll end up killing each other if you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like any family, right? It's like okay, we need we need a little break, a little break time here. Yeah. Yeah. And we are back. What do you think, folks? James is a very easy guest to have on the show. Has good stories, good perspective, and he's hands-on and really a key part of the success of Left-Handed Giant. We really appreciate him you know, being part of the project. As I said before, this being a global project is better than we could have expected. We are in the midst of Season 9. We're having a wonderful time doing it. We're about to approach our 100th episode making things happen together. Reviews are coming in on Facebook. We've had some great reviews on iTunes. We're now on Spotify. So things are really uh, going well. This is kind of our third year. We haven't been doing it for three years, but it's our third actual year. We started in 2017 and 2018, and now, yes, it's 2019. Great job, AJ. So hopefully you're enjoying what you're hearing. I think it's a you know there's a great story coming up about using one of his family members for a label. Uh, it's one of my favorites. We featured it on our Facebook page, and it'll be definitely in our our postings. It's uh, just a great spirit and energy. And I, I joke a lot, but I definitely at some point I think it'd be fun to become a label. Uh, I think I met so many great people, and we've talked to a few about doing some stuff together that I think it would just be a, a lot of fun to be a character, you know, having the boys, we, you know, love cartoons and, you know, being silly. So it's just a great opportunity to kind of bring that full circle. And with that said, I'd be doing my boys a disservice. Um, they're not, I'm not the only ones who are creating content. If you go onto YouTube and search for dat squad, D A T squad, uh, my boys, Dan and Trey, hence Dat, have created their own YouTube channel, and it's uh, a lot of fun. It's exciting. Episode one is uh, plenty of good banter. They play Giant Uno, and then uh, video number two is a good old game of Would You Rather. Uh, as a proud father, somebody who is, does a lot of the stuff here on the podcast himself, you know, editing, producing, you know, et cetera, et cetera, I spent some time with my son. Trey teaching him a little bit of the ins and outs of iMovie for editing, but I'll say the first video he edited 90% of it, and the second one he did it 100% himself. So it's really cool. I think that you know this project, meeting all you great people and the success we've had, you know, in quotes, has encouraged them to not just sit and absorb content, but we really try to make a distinction about creating content. And, you know, making something and putting something out there versus just becoming a little bit of a underage zombie. So, and you could argue, is there ever really a proper age for, for being a zombie? But let's get right back into it. I think the, the momentum here is good and we're, I'm enjoying this one. I think that you should too. Um, the music we picked out is based on some of the feedback we've, we've had from James and we hope that you enjoy it. But you're listening to episode number 95, James Yo, Y-E-O underscore design, jamesyo.co.uk is his website, and left-handed giant brewing company is The Brewery. So let's do it. Part two. Here we go. Cheers. Now, what's the, what's the story behind the, the name of The Brewery, Left-Handed Giant? Uh, so the brewery started, so the owners, um, Jack and Bruce run a bar in town as well called Small Bar. Um, and they were planning on the brewery only being 
just turning small bar into a kind of brew pub. So they had like a tiny little 200 litre kit in one of the rooms. Um, and it just very quickly outgrew that. But while they were there, I think they really struggled to f- think of a name for the for the brewery. Um, I think for a while, the, uh, some of the names that I've heard kind of were bandied around at the time are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, Left Hand Giant is basically about a old, old Bristol folklore. Um, so there's a big gorge running through the centre of Bristol that leads out to the sea. Um, so there's an old folklore about two giants that carved the gorge and um, they've kind of um, tweaked it a little bit. So there's like these two brothers, I think their names were Gorham Gorham and Vincent, something like that. And they were challenged by a princess and whoever could dig the gorge out to the sea won the princess's hand. And the uh, right-handed giant, was very industrious and dug the uh, dug the gorge and won the princess while the left-handed giant sat and drank beer and uh, slept all day. I believe that's the story. All right, I might be lying. That's hey, I like that story. As a <laughs> as a, I am a, like I said, I'm a lefty. Uh, it's kind of in our family. We have uh, well, my family growing up, it was half and half, so it's split. And so us lefties are pretty uh, pretty passionate. And the, so. Left-handed too. See, but the best of the best, right there. <laughs> yeah, when you worked, that'd be, that'd be, I mean, you couldn't do that, but it'd be hilarious if everyone at the brewery, or it was like that was part of your. We really like you. Are you a lefty or a righty? It's like, oh, sorry, we only take lefties here. <laughs> exactly. Like hand discrimination. I don't even know if that's a thing. Like a dexterity discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. to be uh, left-handed and very tall. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Are you tall? I'm not very tall. Um, um, maybe six foot, something like that. Oh, you're, yeah. you're a giant over there then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the uh, very tall folks in the family on this side of the pond. So, so, I what I, what I think is unique is that, I, like I know I said mentioned before, but the fact that you're involved with the naming, I don't see that as very much as often. So I think that I just keep going. I've been thinking about that. That's really, it's really unique. So it shows us the level of, uh, you know, trust in, in your role. Do you ever get ones yeah. that are just really bad and you're like, that's not making, you're like, uh, I don't like that one. Uh, yeah, sometimes. So like there's a, occasionally a, uh, a name that, uh, it's more often that the boys in the brewery, uh, don't like a name. So, um, but at the point where, um, at the point where they're hearing it, it's kind of, you're too late. Being, yeah, it's been decided, and uh, I always say to them, uh, "Well, if you if you put in names like I, I ask, then we wouldn't be having this conversation." But uh, right, yeah, it's like after the fact. Like I don't want that for dinner. I was like, "Well, you didn't." Yeah, when I was, who wants to help or whatever? Where was your yeah. feedback? Yeah, um, but I think with as with everything, it's all kind of subjective. So one thing that someone likes is another thing that someone's going to absolutely hate. So, uh, yeah, there is obviously names that uh, I don't like, but someone else really likes them. So I, uh, it's, it's fine. It, at, at the end, like, I don't know that, especially with our labels, I don't know that names really... Um, they kind of, when you're looking at the can, the name kind of fades away, I find. So if you, if I find that I dislike a name, I generally don't really take the name into consideration that much when I'm drawing the label. Um, sometimes, sometimes I do. So like, um, what's the label that I've done where I've, so we did, a collab with Garage, the uh, uh, who uh, from Barcelona, and the beer was called Easy Tiger. The name that I really like, I came up with it, so I was quite happy. Um, and the label is 
literally a tiger lying down. So that's a very literal name. Um, whereas, uh, what's it? One that doesn't really fit the name. So, yeah, then the, there's kind of some more esoteric labels. So, like, um, let's have a look. So, like, we just did one called. Um, Never leaving, which was a double IPA. Okay. And it's like a, uh, a looks like an antique vase or vase. I don't know how to say that word. Um, that's been kind of sliced in half, whilst there's still plants and water inside of it, and it's on like a pedestal, and then it's got like a visible cut going through it. But the beer is called Never Leaving, and those two things don't really kind of match up and I think I just had with stuff like that it's kind of the name takes a back seat when I have a good idea or like an idea that I really like and want to follow the name doesn't really come into it anymore yeah it makes sense and I like that you still you're using your kind of splitting things in half you know you can kind of see the insides of it with even with the vase or vase yeah. I don't know I'm not sure which the proper way I think vase <laughs> makes it sound a little like little uh higher higher class i don't know if that's true or not but maybe yeah yeah but like the uh i think it's speaking of that label like i think there's i'm starting to see that there's kind of um kind of like categories of different types of labels that i that i kind of create um i was thinking about this just today actually which is why it's fresh in my mind i was thinking about trying to find out if there's common themes in labels and then see, look at trying to group them together, see how many different kind of common themes there are throughout labels. So I know that other, other artists obviously have um, themes that go throughout their labels, whereas that's not really something that I do. So like if you take um, like Nana's work, um, just plugging your future episode a bit more. Um, <laughs> you're hired. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, she has specific characters that kind of run throughout all of her labels. Um, it's kind of the uh, genderless person with hairy legs and big glasses um, and long toenails and stuff like that. That's kind of very uh, what she does and she carries it throughout all of her work, which I really like. But um, I, I think that if you take the last three labels that we have just put out, so we've got a barley wine um, called Life Without Oxygen, which is kind of like a plain field, and then there's a head in the middle with loads of like clouds of smoke coming out of its mouth and eyes. And then there's two, two figures at the front. It kind of is doesn't really... Um, that was one where I like, uh, I actually, uh, didn't draw the two figures at the front first. And then one of the boys in the brewery was like, uh, pointed out that that would look cool and it would change the perspective from being just a head on the ground to being a giant head with smoke billowing out, billowing out of it. Um, and then there's a stout called lifting shadows, which is kind of a weird, um, abstract i kind of wanted it to look a bit like a lava lamp but i don't know don't know if it does it kind of looks a bit more kind of weird and kind of volcanic in a way and then there's sunset city grid which is literally a uh just a cityscape where there's loads of detail so there's no like there's no common theme between those three labels but um I think that that's an interesting thing. Whereas, like, if you look at the, if you take those and then expand them out, there's themes of like clouds in a lot of labels. There's themes of uh, cities in a lot of labels, and then there's like abstract themes in small labels. And I, I would be interested to see if there was more things like that within my work that I've not thought of. Sorry, that was a weird. 
extended diatribe about my thoughts on my own work. No, dude, you don't understand. If you're going to talk and share something that, that no one, you know, that you're thinking about, that's really what, you know, I go for. And I really enjoy, I, you know, I, that, I was enjoying that because when I look at your work, I go through and I'm trying to see that, you know, I, I see that sometimes yeah. you use, you know, the full depth of the label, you know, you use kind of a, a pattern type of a thing like you're doing with parts unknown, but then other ones are just kind of, like I said before, like the never leaving or even a hundred percent or entertainment where they're more right side, you know, and then yeah. there's yeah. kind of a mix of that with, you know, the, one of my favorites is compulsory fun. Cause just kind of like the, the bearded guy who kind of does, looks like he's having fun, but he's not really sure kind of with like a straight face, but the balloon there, it's just ridiculous, but hilarious. Yeah. That's based off my, uh, father-in-law. <laughs> That's great. That was, uh, it was year before last. We gave that to him as a Christmas present, like didn't tell him that I was doing it. And then for Christmas, I just took him a six pack of, uh, cans. He was, uh, I think he's got like the original label framed, put up in his house which is cool oh that is cool yeah like yeah hand it to him and he's like did he know right away it was him like is it that noticeable yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks like it's uh looks exactly like him he's and it's like very much his temperament i think i kind of the idea for it came to me when we were at um my niece's maybe third birthday something like that and uh, he was kind of just sat in the living room on the sofa when there was all these kids running around screaming. Um, and then uh, actually, I say, tell a lie. It didn't come to me. It came to my wife. My wife asked me, said that it would make it for a good label. Um, yeah, so then I drew it up and kept it quiet and then gave it to him for Christmas. That's yeah, that's so great. I, I mean, because I think people can relate. It's just the or the, the idea of somebody throwing you like a lavish party, and you're not really that type of person. It's like yeah, exactly. You're just like oh, like you don't want to be rude. Like you're you're happy, but you're not. You know, it's so great. Yeah. Like it's just yeah, it works. Well, it's, it works perfect. I'd rather be at home, kind of vibes. Yeah, it's like oh, thank you for throwing me this party, but I would rather yeah. be in my sweatpants with a cold <laughs> beer on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Now, being at the brewery all the time, and you're having a beer as we speak, kind of what's you know what what styles of beers are you into, or what's uh you know what's what's been uh, of interest to you lately? Uh, so I'm a big stout drinker. Um, I'm quite lucky. We brew a lot of stouts, which is great for me. Not not so great for my health. Um, yeah. So over the winter, we kind of switched from brewing. Um, in the summer we brew quite, kind of a lot more pails in the winter we switched to stouts um, so uh, we brewed a stout with Lervig that was 10% uh, Tonka stout which was uh, which was great I saved too many and uh, for the Christmas period and then afterwards realized that I just saved stouts and was saving beer, meant to be saving beer for the rest of my family, but <laughs> looked down and they were like, oh, I don't want any of these beers. And I was like, well, I can't drink. I think I had maybe like 40, 40 cans. And I was like, I can't drink all of these. This was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like that. I like stouts. Um, we brew a lot of uh, IPAs and pails, which I like, but, I'd rather drink something that was far too strong and not some something that's not gonna uh, it's gonna allow me to have a, a good night. Yeah. So this this barley wine that we've just brewed is ten and a half percent, and I think I drank. I haven't. I've been trying to cut back on drinking since the new year. Yeah, I try um, that too. As everyone does. And I drank one the other night and immediately fell asleep afterwards, which was fantastic. There you go. Like a new, <laughs> a new situation. Uh, that could be one of your new labels. Have it just be, you know, a guy getting knocked out, like falling asleep yeah. <laughs> with a beer in his hand and just have it dribble, make it like a, like a trippy thing. Yeah. 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 I was looking at the, I'm a big maple guy. So the, how to rejoice looks pretty good too. And it doesn't seem to be, uh, as much of a banger, it's only about six percent. So that's another. Yeah. I think towards um, 
towards the end of last year, the guys were trying to figure out ways to get like kind of big imperial stout flavors into low ABV stouts. So they did that, How to Rejoice, and they did Midnight Special, which is a coconut coffee and cardamom stout, um, which I think is only like, yeah, it's uh, 5.1%. Oh, excellent, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, trying to kind of replicate the uh, like body and weight of uh, a 10% stout in a low ABV package. Good, good, keep up the good work, fellas. Because yeah, I enjoy them sometimes, but sometimes it's just they're so big that it, it's it's a you have to think like, what am I doing for the rest of the night if yeah. I have if I have two of these? So it's, uh, this, yeah. this is my whole night, right? It's like and yeah, especially when they're good, and it's like, oh, you're supposed to just drink this slowly. And it's like, all right, that sounded good in theory, but it did not work yeah. out as planned. Happen though, is it? No, yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll figure it out. That'll be our goal for the year. pace ourselves a little bit yeah try and drink big beers slowly (laughs) yeah i have a bunch of uh 750 milliliter bottles in the in the in the cellar which is just a cool way to say a part of my basement but um (laughs) i've never met i've only met one person one of my friends actually actually has a cellar everyone else is just kind of like a nook in their closet or something but but yeah, these big, you know, massive, you know, barrel aged, and I'm like, I can't drink that whole by myself. So I, I've, I've stopped collecting them because the rate of collection versus friends coming over to drink them was not a, a good ratio. So it was. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think um, part part of the issue for me is uh, so I like to drink big stouts, as I said. My wife is uh, firstly she's vegan, but also secondly she doesn't really like dark beer or sour beer kind of has a a very straight down the road taste in beer which is fine um so she won't like she she'll try she'll try it give her give her juice she'll try it but generally she doesn't uh she doesn't drink stuff that would come in at 750 in the so i kind of buy it and then sit it on i'm not lucky enough to have a uh, quote-unquote cellar i just put it on my shelf and then I sit there and I look at it and go, uh, am I willing to commit to drinking a 750 ml bottle of something yeah. outrageously? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it happens to the best of us. So it's yeah. like, yeah, but, uh, they make for good nights when you, when you, when you make that commitment, <laughs> not, yeah, not sure. always the best mornings, but the, the nights are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You kind of look at it and go, okay, yeah, let's, let's do this. And, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a thing. It'll be a whole evening. Yeah, if, if it can work out if you pace it right. If you if you if you if you, if you jump into that a little late, then you, but the good part is when you look at that bottle the next morning. At least it's very it's very good uh, visual representation of the bad choice that you made. It's like all right, good. It's very yeah. Yeah. It's like it feels like you got yeah. clunked over the head with that thing. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you don't uh, try and commit to it too late in the night, and right. you already had the beers. Yeah, and then you remember drinking it. You're like, oh, that was a waste. Yeah, if it's like at ten o'clock at night, you're already too late. It's like, uh, but if you're listening out there and you're thinking about it, go for it. <laughs> Pour it back. Let us know. Yeah, you can blame it on AJ and James, which is good. Yeah, which yeah. is my James is my middle name, so it's good. It all ties it together. So, lastly, this is interesting because I I think that a lot of your your art has kind of a has a little. I wouldn't say trippy, but it's very like lucid, kind of almost like dream vibe to it. What kind of music are you listening to when you're creating or looking for inspiration? What's on the What's on the the Yo playlist? Uh, just a lot of hip hop, right. which it it does. I don't think that it kind of uh, fits with my aesthetic, but it's nonstop in my house. All right. Who who are we listening to? You're not getting off that easy, James. You gotta give me some names. I <laughs> let me let me bring on my Spotify. Let me. Yes, let me that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because this is this is my this is this is it from I, I love this one because I I get introduced to new music all the time. Cool. Let me. So I was at the minute at the brewery. We're having massive issues with our Wi-Fi, and it's devastating to me. Especially, I was saying earlier that my my phone's broken this week, and usually if the Wi-Fi's spotty, I'll on my uh, hotspot on my phone and then we're fine but it's not been okay 
uh, my phone, like having not having a phone and then not having internet has killed me. So yeah, I've been it's like, yeah, what are you going on? I mean, you just start telling me using pencils and paper again. This <laughs> no, so I've been going to uh, a, co- a coffee shop near us um, that saves our life every day and you completely abusing their Wi-Fi, um, not buying enough coffee at all. <laughs> the coffee, um, yeah, your coffee ratio to hours. Like, uh, you've had one exactly. coffee. Yeah. They're kind of looking at me like, uh, we'll let it slide because you come in here a lot, but yeah. Uh, you just so create think- them like a, a marketing brochure, like draw them something as like, it's like this is, I'm going to steal your Wi-Fi for a while, but if you want to use this creation, it will, we'll, keep, we'll keep it a fair deal. Now they we uh we did a uh, collab beer with them um a while, last year at some point so they I think they we're good for for a little while at uh, least. How about this? Let's give them a plug. What's the name of this great coffee shop? Uh, it's West Street Kitchen. Boom! There you go. <laughs> all the all the people from the U.S. when they come over there, we're gonna go right exactly. there, and then we're gonna just next level a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been sat there listening to music on my headphones, probably too loudly. Um, so I've been listening to uh, Milo. Do you know Milo? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that, a lot of Vince Staples. Um, let's see what else I've been listening to. My wife and I actually have been trying to, uh, one of our kind of joint, I wouldn't say resolution or anything like that, but we've been trying to listen to a lot more kind of classic music that we maybe missed growing up. Mm-hmm. So we wrote down 52 um, names of artists that we thought that we should listen to, put them in a the jar, and each week we're taking one out and trying to listen to them. Um, oh, my so, God. I love that idea. Yeah, I think she got it off uh, off Instagram. So I can't com- can't claim that it was a wholly original idea i think she got it off someone's instagram i mean that's i mean i'm not the first one to do a podcast right but i mean this is a special <laughs> podcast and you're not the first guy to ever draw right you gotta look at it you gotta take your flavors on things for sure um yeah so we last week we spent the entire week listening to craft work okay um and this week we've i don't i haven't really committed to this week but i think she's been listening to uh queen oh good yeah uh, it's kind of music that you should know, but probably don't really know that well. So I've been listening to some Queen, but not really committing to it because it it's uh, it can be a lot. Yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I had a Queen phase. It was it was like it was pretty. It's a lot a lot to get into. These and they're, yeah. they're like orchestral pieces. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So I've been listening to some Queen, and then um, I've just uh, just been listening to. The latest uh, Denzel Curry album, which I've I've never listened to any Denzel Curry before, but this album's fucking great. Okay, yeah, I don't know who that is, so I'm excited for that. So the album's called uh, Taboo, but it's spelled T A thirteen O O. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what they did there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff like that. All right. Um, Who else is on the fifty-two? I like that idea. I'm gonna, I might, I'm gonna take that. And my wife says she listens to these episodes, but I know that she doesn't listen to all of them. So I'm gonna take that idea and pass it off as an original one tonight, and then we'll see if she listens in like three or four weeks and comes back around. So if you do, honey, then uh, you know, I love you. I love you regardless. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else is, did we put in there? So, uh, like Lou Reed's in there. Okay. Um, what else do we put in there? Let me think real quick. Um, like a lot of classic, uh, some classic jazz. So uh, Thelonious Monk's in there. I think uh, Philokuti's in there. Um, Bristol has, um, Bristol's got a, a band called Idols okay. that, are, that are quite big. Um, they're kind of like a, I wouldn't know how to. It's kind of punk, kind of. Let me real quick Google to so I don't destroy what kind of genre they are. Like punk rock, post punk kind of kind of vibes. Um, so we, I think they're in there because everyone in Bristol is just wild for them. But neither of us have really ever listened to them. So 
Yeah, I think, yeah, for me, that's, I mean, I think there's like, even, I mean, I've listened to Lou Reed, I listened to Velvet Underground, but like, I don't know if I like fully, I'm like, people get really hard into that. Even, yeah, even, sure. even the jazz stuff, like I, I, those are household names, but I'm not, you know, yeah, as much I as I should be. Yeah. That's the, that's the idea. So I, I know that like Aretha uh, Franklin's in there and people like that who, you know, and you, uh, you yeah. should listen to music, but you've probably haven't listened to their music yeah yeah we keep a we haven't updated in a while we keep a bucket list of live con- like artists or bands that we want to see live in concert that we haven't seen before that that was that's been pretty good for a while yeah that's cool yeah yeah quite lucky the um the guys in the brewery have impeccable taste in music um so i learn a lot from just hanging out in the brewery and asking listening to what they're listening to um yeah, they listen to uh, like a lot of jazz, a lot of uh, world music. Learn learn a lot that uh, I learned that I liked um, Zamrock. Have you ever listened to any Zamrock? No. So it's like um, it's kind of psychedelic rock from Zambia. So if you oh. listen to like, uh, Ngozi Family, which is spelled N G O Z I, I think. Yeah, found out that. I'm really into that, which is cool. It's always good to uh, broaden your horizons. I'm pretty excited. You, yeah, this is good. This is what I like. So th- th- this <laughs> is probably my most AJ-centric question. Let me start off because I used to uh, be a, D- a DJ, like a disc- I had a radio program for about, okay. a, about a decade. So I was always into trying to just find out new music and We've gotten yeah one band that we listen to a lot now for, that was introduced to me from one of our guests was is the is the Villagers, is, okay. not the Villagers, just Villagers. They're really good, uh, kind of hip hop R and B. Uh, this woman called Lizzo L I Z Z O. We really like yeah. her a lot, and so this has well, been I, it's been uh, yeah it's been, been really positive uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, well, James, I thank you. I appreciate it, man. I've talked to you for hours. I really, uh, I really dig what you're doing. I, I'm, I was excited to get kind of inside perspective. There's a chance I'll be over, over that way next year, later in the year. So I'd love to grab a pint in person if you ever come to the states. I would be more than happy to return the favor. For sure. Excellent, excellent. Well, keep us updated on the 52 artists. I would love to, I would love to, you know, see how that's going. That sounds. I think it's just a really creative idea. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell my wife that you uh, you uh, stole it from her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my her her creative idea for you know compulsory fund is you know she's gonna maybe may interview your wife next. She's, oh, she's yeah, gonna, she's, yeah, yeah, she's the driving force behind it all. Exactly. That's what I said. The, <laughs> yeah, the brains behind the operation, right? That's a, you're you're a smart man, James. You're a smart man. <laughs> yeah, really uh, line myself up with a winner. Right, because right, she was listening because you know she'll listen, and then you you would be like, oh, this was my idea for the compulsory fund. You got a nice elbow, like what was that? What where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you very much. I hope you have a, a wonderful weekend. I said thank you so much for being a part of this. No worries, no worries, mate. Have a have a great rest of your day. Okay. All right. Cheers. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, mate. Bye. And there you have it, folks, the essential James Yo interview. Yo underscore design, jamesyo.co.uk, left-handed giant brewing. Really excited. And one of my favorite parts, you know, is what his wife Terry came out with, is the kind of 52 artists in a, in a jar, pick out your favorites and see where the year takes you. So it's an experience. It's fun always into new music it's just a great extension of the project getting to talk to everyone get their feedback what they're listening to you know this episode we got some instrumental hip-hop we also little Thelonious Monk and now we're listening to the Zagozi family little Zam Rock for you so keeping it keeping it real mixing it up trying to personalize it as much as possible we'll also take a quick opportunity uh as we like to do, give 
plugs where, where they're due. Uh, here in the Netherlands, have had the pro, um, pleasure of visiting Fooders. It's a incredible bar. It is probably the Lambic bar in all of the Netherlands. Um, Yuri, who's the owner there, has just uh, been nothing but a, a great host, sharing some insights and information. And if you want to follow them along on Instagram, it's Fooders, F-O-E, D-E-R-S, and they're on Facebook as well. But it is the Lambic spot in all of the Netherlands. So as you're traveling, I think you definitely should be checking that out and uh, tell Yuri that we said hello. Uh, it's been really nice to travel around, see all the different street art and creativity here in the city. And we'll be taking some more pictures and sharing that with you. We're headed to Rotterdam, and then we're also going to spend some time uh, over in Belgium for the night. So looking forward to it. Stay tuned for more information, more pictures, more stories. Share them with us. Make sure you're tagging us. 16OZCanvas is the hashtag. It is taken off, and we thank you all for that. Uh, like I said, big thanks again once again to, to James. Uh, not only was he a great guest, but he made a recommendation uh, for a future guest, uh, Nana Gouldbach. I probably butchered her name, but we'll give her a little plug for the painful pronunciation. N-A-N-N-A dot g-u-l-d-b-a-e-k she's product and graphic designer art director at Lervig Beer they've done a collaboration uh, with Left Handed Giant and so I think we'll be reaching out to Nana to hopefully have her on a future episode keeping it keeping it worldwide we'll be our first uh, German artist so that's very excited I don't know we'll find out her story she's based in Berlin but uh, not sure her heritage, her background, but we'll find out. That's what we like to do. And if you have somebody you think we should be featuring, Ariel is recommended. We've had some great, amazing recommendations. You're doing a wonderful job. You're making my life easier. AJ at 16OZCanvas.com or feel free to slide into the old DMs. Let us know what you think. Feedback is always welcome. Good, bad, and ugly. We can only get better with your feedback and recommendations. So I thank you. We are off, and we will see you guys next week back stateside, and we'll keep it rocking and rolling. Episode number 95, Noventa y Cinco, has come to a wrap. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and of course, thank you. We're out.